Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back. This is Taco Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla86. He's Alex Regla at Alex M. Regla. Alex, we are covering a winning basketball team. How about that, man? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing okay. For the first time this season, the Lakers are above 500. How about that? It feels it feels like it's a long time coming, even though it's only seven games, right? Hasn't uh, it felt <laughs> like we've just already lived like a season? Because all the storylines, all the injuries, all the ups, the downs. Like, and it's been seven games. And you know what's crazy? It's like we're still missing three players uh who a lot of people expect to kind of be in like the top 10 of the rotation and we're going to be counted upon so like this team is going to look really different like once the team is actually healthy but yeah like there's guys coming in and out of the rotation guys who get hurt um ad plays center one game he doesn't play center the next game it's just a lot of moving parts yeah, would you say four guys or three guys? You got THT, THT, Ariza, Nun, Ellington. Oh, you're right. I, I mean, yeah, if you want to consider Ellington, like, sure. Yeah, four guys. Right. Yeah. And LeBron missed two games. Yeah. So it's just been a, uh incredible up and down season so far. But what else do you expect? You know, when you cover the Lakers, this is the kind of thing that happens. You know, it's even during like long win streaks, I always feel like there's storylines surrounding the team. Uh, there wasn't a post-game show on the network. It was Halloween, mm. um, and the Lakers were playing the Rockets on Sunday night. So excuse everybody for no post-game show on Sunday. So we'll talk about it right now. Um, not We're not going to jump into details, but just some general thoughts coming out of that game where the Lakers beat the Rockets 95-85. That's a very 1990s box score right there. 95-85. Uh, the Lakers uh, hold their first opponent to under 100 points this season. And a surprise starting five, wouldn't you say? I think that's the big mm-hmm. story coming out of the game. And probably going into tomorrow's game, I would be surprised if they change it up just because you're playing the same opponent again. And then you're playing the Rockets on Tuesday in L.A. So the Lakers started Anthony Davis at the five for the first time this season. Then LeBron, Kent Bazemore, Russell Westbrook, and Avery Bradley <laughs> got a start. <laughs> So Frank Vogel, we've talked about it so often that he's not scared to switch things up. That was your starting five on Sunday. What was your just general thoughts, A, about Anthony Davis finally starting at center, and then B, Aver, uh, Anthony Davis, I don't know if I call him Avery Davis, Anthony Davis starting at center and Avery Bradley starting in the five? Yeah, I mean, I was excited. I think, like, it, it just going on Twitter, you could see everybody get really excited when they announced AD was going to play center. And, um like, general takeaways with him, I mean, obviously the offense looks a lot better. Um, there's more spacing when he's out there at center versus power forward. Um, I thought the defense looked a lot better. Like, they looked more athletic. Like, they could scramble more out there to kind of close out and that type of stuff. But, um, yeah, the only thing with AD playing center, I, I Dwight was out. So I wonder how much of that was just because Dwight wasn't able to play and they wanted to have, like, for sure a backup big and dj playing so i i i'm really curious if dwight plays next game if they just go back to the to the original starting five like uh what do you think i would say why not because you're playing of uh i would say an inferior opponent probably one of the league's worst teams but then again we saw what the thunder did uh but yeah i would say just do it again 
kind of get these reps in right now that your set that your schedule is soft. I, I like the uh, I like the fact that you play the Thunder again on Thursday. I'm sure the old uncles are going to be very happy to play them again. <laughs> um, so I just think it's a good thing to start. Um, I know that so many of our listeners have been clamoring for DeAndre Jordan just to not start anymore. Um, and you've talked about it. I We've talked about it here on this podcast. The minutes that he plays, especially to start the second half, they're just kind of atrocious. Yeah. So I don't... I. I think we're all expecting Anthony Davis to get a lot of run at the five. So if he starts there, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope like that we just see a lot more AD at the five in general. And uh, I, I think a lot of people would be surprised. Like he is playing like almost 60% of his minutes at center this year. Like he might not be starting at center, but he's playing a lot of his minutes at center. So and they haven't been all the like those minutes haven't been great right no and i i am not sure how much of that has to do with the rotation around him like we did get a lot of those like really bad brondo monk carmelo mm-hmm. westbrook ad lineups just craziness out there that might have dropped his net rating a bit but um yeah i i think this has been the plan all along with ad like he's gonna play center a lot and i just kind of really curious once dwight comes back how much of the rotation just goes back to how it was or if he keeps tinkering. And like, I know you mentioned Avery Bradley. He was a guy who benefited. Obviously he got right back into the starting lineup. He played 30 minutes. This mm-hmm. is a guy who was not a, a part of this Lakers equation, like it, right up until the start of the season. And he's starting playing 30 minutes. And um, I thought he helped defensively in the backcourt. I, th- I think Vogel likes him and Bays out there. So uh, he's a guy who I'm really curious what happens with him once guys come back like Nan and Ellington and THD. Like, what happens to a guy like Bradley? Mm-hmm. Uh, how much of it do you think was the missing Dwight Howard or the fact that the Rockets start a super small lineup? Uh, their tallest mm-hmm. players are six foot nine in their starting five. It's a great point. Like Vogel, like I know he says he doesn't like to like mix and match for single game opponents, like like how baseball managers like to do. But I am sure went into it, and I think more than anything, like Vogel's been pretty tough on the team about defense lately. And uh, if Bradley can do anything, still he can still defend at least compared to like Monk, who's just been really bad on that end. Uh, but did yeah, you the notice Lakers defensive? Go ahead, sorry, go ahead. did you notice who else didn't play? Like Rondo. Rondo. And I'm not sure if he was. I don't think he was hurt. I think it's a coach's decision. So, I'm always searching that. I'm always searching for Rondo on Twitter. Like, was he hurt <laughs> when he doesn't play? So that like, was interesting too. It was interesting because Reeves got more playing time. Um, Reeves has been, you know, we. I think we've all been a fan of what he's done so far. He's worked, yeah, he's totally worked his way into the rotation right now with the injuries. And I don't know if he's playing himself into a full time rotation once those guys come back, but. When he comes in, it's not like this massive drop-off. No. If anything, yeah, it's been Monk, a plus. Right. And Malik Muntz had an off night against the Rockets. Uh, he went 0 for 6. Mm-hmm. No points. He Probably his, definitely his worst game of the season. And obviously the positive and something that we want to talk about is Carmelo Anthony, leading scorer for the Lakers, dropped 23. Um, he went 8 of 14 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3. Just this... This resurgence, I don't know if I want to call it a resurgence. I don't know what the right word for Melo is, but a reimagining of what <laughs> Carmelo Anthony could be. Um, because the Lakers, I don't know if this is just a, a dumb stat or a cool stat. The Lakers are 3-0 and when he scores 20 or more points. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was, like, thinking of every win they've had, and, like, I maybe all of them have been because except Carmelo. One. Except one. Except Carmelo's one, had a big game, yeah. Yeah, one, the, the overtime game against the Spurs, he only scored four points. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's been... Uh, I'll take a look at the game log real quick, but I know that when he scored 20 or more points in the other three wins. Yeah, they need that balance. Scored 23 yeah. against Houston, uh, 24 against Cleveland, and 28 against Memphis. So what do you think the... I'm not sure how much Carmelo you watched last year or just over the years, like uh, his mm-hmm. past, you know, past his prime and stuff like that, but is there something you've noticed has been like the biggest difference or reason why he's been playing so well? Well, there was that one game, I believe it was against the Warriors. I would think it might have been opening night where like Melo was just forcing his shot. Yeah. And we both came on here and we were like, no, that can't happen. That can't happen. Since then, he's not creating his own shot. He's holding the ball. I think I saw a stat like under two seconds per possession. Uh, yeah, sixty, basically 67% of the time he's holding the ball less than two seconds, which would be a, yeah. a career high for him. So it's uh I think the Lakers realized what Melo is excelling at at least now and it's like catch and shoot. Mm-hmm. Just get him th- and that's what they brought him for, right? Like they weren't expecting Melo to try and be Nuggets Melo. We're, that's what they brought him on here for. I don't think they were expecting him to be shooting 53% from three point <laughs> percentage or 52%, but um I don't to answer your question from last year to this year, I don't know. But from game one to now, I see it. Yeah, I think it's just more streamlined. Like, I, I, I think he... I don't know if it's him or the team or, like, by proxy, not having the ball in his hands because there's Westbrook and LeBron out there. So he is almost, like, forced to be in this kind of spot-up role or whatever. But it's working. Like, all his limitations on offense in terms of when he gets too mid-range heavy or when he tries to do too much with the ball in his hands, like that almost gets removed out of the equation because he has to play off ball to those two guys. And right now he's making his shots like at an unbelievable level. And like, I think it's, it's almost like he's been given like the Kuzma role in terms of the shots Kuzma was getting. And, and we can see like the benefits of having more of like a reliable shooter in that role. Like, cause he's really taking advantage of when he's open. Like he's one of the guys the defense is leaving, but I'm not sure how much more often they're going to be leaving him now if he keeps shooting like this. Yeah, he's uh, fourth on the team in field goal percentage with 50%. Obviously, you got the two centers ahead of him. And he leads the team in three-point percentage with 52%. That would clearly be the best three-point shooter that the Lakers have had in, like, I don't know, forever. Um, So, you're right. Maybe he is getting the Kuzma shots. Maybe we just got a better shooter, finally. Um, That's definitely a possibility. Or it just could be that you know Melo just knows his game now like like he's been in this league long enough to know what he can and cannot do anymore and if he is just going to be like silky smooth from the three-point line all year that is a weapon that I don't think that many of us were expecting I mean we could see him have an 18 20 point game every now and then Mm -hmm. but do you think that the Lakers may start counting on Melo to score Uh, you know 8 15 16 17 18 points a game Right now, he's averaging 16.7 points per game. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, are you, like, obviously, this is a blessing that he's playing is this he well. Is he the key to this team's success? <laughs> I would, like, almost like a reverse question. Like, are, is that not a bad sign, but, like, do you think them counting on him and him playing, like, 
this many minutes. Like, he played 25 minutes, basically, and he's kind of been, like, 20-plus minutes. I don't think that was expected going into the year. Obviously, injuries played a big part of that, and him playing well has played a big part of that. But uh, I mean, he did have, like, a you know, like a year-and-a-half sabbatical. Sure. But, like, he's do you fresh. think it's a great sign that, <laughs> like, like you said, they're almost kind of counting on him to be this, like, third-ling scorer or something like that? Like, I... Would I would I prefer it to be a luxury instead of a necessity? Sure. Yes, yes, I would prefer it, but I don't mind it. Like I don't mind it. I, I no. think it's it's yeah. nice because Alex. How many times have we talked about like <laughs> the Lakers don't have scoring options on this team? You know, like like if it's not AD, if it's not LeBron, who else is going to score? And it's going to be something somebody different every night, right? Back in the day, it would be Kuzma one night, KCP another night, maybe THT would have a night. So right now, I know it's we're seven games in, but you know now you do have these multiple scoring options. Even Malik Monk is capable of putting up some points. So would I prefer it to be more of a luxury than a necessity? Of course. But am I going to be upset that the Lakers have a guy that can shoot? You know, let's just say that he has a forty-three percent three-point percent. I don't know, like what what a number what number he's going to finish with, but. That's something that they haven't been had a reliable like who's it been? Who was our three point shooter? I don't shooters? know. Danny Green, yeah. KCP, you know like guy, like uh Wes Matthews, guys that they specifically brought in to shoot threes. None of them have have had the success that Melo's had so far. Yeah, no, it's definitely a blessing so far. Like it's nothing to complain about or anything and I think especially with all the injuries like him playing this well early on has really helped, especially cuz they don't have a lot of front court players. Like they have a lot of centers. But they don't really have a lot of power forwards outside of, like, maybe LeBron when he plays there. Now Carmelo. So, um, yeah, whatever they get from him is is definitely a good thing. But, like, going back to the, the balance point you made, like, I just looked and, like, two guys on the Lakers scored 20 points yesterday. And none of those two guys were named LeBron or AD. Like, so yeah. I'm not sure the last time that's happened uh, on this on this Lakers team. And if... I think the biggest issue with Melo, and that's something we've talked about, has been his defensive inability. But, you know, against the Rockets, four blocks and I two was going to say, I thought that was his best game defensively <laughs> also. So I don't know what's going on with Carmelo right now. Even uh, Frank Vogel said, you know, that he's if if he can have games like that, like the possibilities are endless. And I think even Melo talked about his role. And, yes, there might have been a write-up about it somewhere. I might have missed it but he says like i'm a lot more adaptable there's like a misconception out there that i can't adapt to things uh here's the quote directly i think there's a misconception out there about me not being able to adapt to situations but i'm easily adaptable man to any situation um he's shown it so far I mean, look, look at this okay he so his usage rate basically like how much of the offense is kind of either directed from a pass from him how when he shoots so he goes to the free throw line it's the second lowest of his career his mid-range frequency would be the lowest of his career. His three-point percent frequency would be the highest of his career. So basically, he he's kind of re like revamped his game basically to fit within this within this system. So I, he's not lying. You know what he's revamped his game to? Olympic mellow. I, this is probably the closest we're gonna ever get to it, honestly. Right? I mean, he, this is the closest roster he's ever played with yeah. to be to give him that opportunity to be Olympic mellow. Like this is literally Team USA. Like, think about it. Like, you have three Team USA guys on there with them right now. I mean, he gets like, you have, he gets so many good looks on this team. It's crazy. I think that's what the whole point of this roster construction of all the guys they brought in. 
that's why you just said it like they're gonna get looks like that's i don't think that's a that's a mystery Mm -hmm. i don't think that's a hidden secret when you have a russell westbrook lebron james and anthony davis on your team on the court at the same time other guys are going to be open that's not it doesn't require like some film session to break that down like they're going to be open can they capitalize we haven't had guys on the team that have been able to capitalize with just LeBron and AD in the past. But now you add a third guy with Russ and then Melo, who we know he can score. He's shown in his entire career. Maybe it's just like, maybe Palinka struck gold or maybe we're freaking out about seven games. I It's probably somewhere in the middle. But like you said, like even if he has a drop off, he's still going to be around like a 40% three point shooter, which is something mm-hmm. this team hasn't had. in I, I don't know, five or six seasons, you know, like, Obviously, he's not going to shoot fifty percent all year. But even if he dips, like I don't, I don't see it dipping that drastically for him not to be this catch and shoot threat that he is right now. Like him and LeBron specifically, those lineups, I think are like, like a plus sixteen so far. So obviously the sample is really small. But like if a guy who can shoot the way he can shoot, playing off these guys who collapse the paint like Westbrook and LeBron do, like you're going to get good looks and good results. So I think you're right. Yeah. I hated the way you asked that question, by the way, because you made me think about it all negatively now. Well, like, I, like, I, I, I it's, just, <laughs> it's just he wasn't part of the, the plan, really, to, like, coming into mm-hmm. the year thinking, okay, this guy is, he's our knockdown shooter. He's going to be the guy we count on for 15, 20 points a game. Like, that's not his role. But with the injuries that have happened, we he's embraced it, and I guess they're fortunate for that. Who is going to be that role? Like, who, who coming into it? I mean, wasn't Ariza expected to start? Like, but was Ariza coming in here to no to knock down threes? Like, not not to this level. No, like if he was right. open, maybe make a couple here and there and just play defense. But um, was it Ellington? Ellington was the guy who was expected to to really him and Monk, uh, even Kendrick mm-hmm. Nunn to an extent. But obviously, right. we haven't seen I, that yet. I think in a, in you know in in two months time, you know we ha- we might be asking different questions and seeing different lineups. But right now, with all the injuries. I mean, yeah, maybe Melo wasn't expected to be that guy, but he, I think his resume and his traits are meant to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And I know I make the, I made the joke about Olympic Melo, but really, like, I, somebody on CBS Sports and I should have wrote his name down, like, did a breakdown of like his uh, what he's been shooting. And let's just trip out on this, dude. 2012 Olympics. This is three point attempts. Obviously, Olympics not very many games. Very similar to what they've played already. Three-point attempts, 2012, 46. 2016 Olympics, 45. 2021 Lakers, 46. Uh, Field goal attempts, 2012, 86. 2016, 84. 2021 Lakers, 82. Uh, Percentage of shots from three, 2012, 53.5. 2016, 53.5. Right now, 56.5. Like, he is Olympic Uh, mellow right now. That's crazy, yeah. Like, and I know it's a small sample size, but the Olympics is a small sample size, so... Um, I, I okay. This is gonna sound stupid, but are they asking him to do too much? Like I don't think asking him to stand at somewhere and be open and hitting five shots a game is asking a lot. I really don't. No, no, you're right. Like in this role, like the role he's in right now, like it's perfect. There, I don't see even if he does like jab step mid range. ISO here and there like it's so minimal to what else he does like you, like you said it he's just spotting up it's not like he's exerting a lot of energy from that 
but and anything he gives you defensively is a bonus yeah you just kind of hope he doesn't kill you like obviously right. he's, he's gonna be a negative but if he's making up for it on the other end um it's the nights when he's not making up for it on the other when, on the and other what end. if yeah. offensively it's so easy that he can put more effort into the defensive end going forward We've we've hammered home the point about how Frank Vogel is this defensive, like he's all about defense. I think the Lakers. I don't know if they finished with the number one defense last year. Do you remember, or did they just I think have a run? Did, or they're at least top three. They definitely had a run, a stretch without LeBron and AD, where they were the number one defense in the league. So I expect that more than anything. I expect the defense just to be turned up in intensity which will lead to better defense i think that the lakers started off not like that and obviously they had a quarter like that against the rockets uh we all saw what happened with the thunder so i genuinely believe that frank vogel will little by little implement and install this like defense 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 and it will come and i think that mellow just kind of chilling on the offensive end waiting to shoot can will have more energy at 37 years old on the defensive end to really try and stay on the floor because if he's that much of a detriment, he won't be on the floor. Yeah, I, like uh, Vogel. If it's too much of a negative, Vogel's not afraid to pull guys. Like right. So I think you're right about that. I I think my biggest thing is just I'm really curious what the rotation looks like when these guys come back. Like Melo, I I don't think you could take him off the floor right now, given how well he's shooting in terms of like his spot in this rotation. Like I think he's kind of cemented it for now. Like he's gonna be a top. Mm seven guy on this team now in terms of playing time so i i'm really curious what happens when ariza gets back um tht what happens when he comes back so there's just a lot of moving right. parts here but obviously him playing well is is, is a, definitely a good thing well since you bring it up let's get to that we got some injury updates for the lakers uh the biggest one probably is that THT will now be cleared to shoot starting tomorrow. Uh, the third year guard was seen on the floor after practice without a brace on his surgically repaired left thumb. Uh, Vogel said, we hope to have him uh, start doing shooting tomorrow, but he's still on track with a timetable. And that timetable was he went under, he underwent surgery October 13th and he was going to be reevaluated in four weeks, which would mean that is November 10th. That would be four weeks. So, uh alex we might be seeing tht soon again like he's the what is he the fourth highest player on the team and we haven't really seen him at all um it more than anything i want to see like how youth like his legs like his his ability to defend multiple positions like they need a guy like tht and also you just add another guy who can get to the rim and play make for others so um yeah i'm really excited to see tht come back i hope you know, it's not too much longer because I really want to see him get reps with all these guys. And I don't want a repeat of last year where, where guys are just kind of coming in and out at different times and just not building that chemistry. Yeah, hopefully he can stay healthy. And hopefully the guys that are healthy right now, like Melo and the older guys, can stay healthy as well. Uh, as far as Wayne Ellington goes, he practiced with the G League today. Uh, he's not. I, I didn't understand why. Uh, do you understand why? Like he's part, he's not part of the active roster right now, or something. I, no, or he, they just wanted to give him minutes with live action. I don't. Did you get that? I believe so. Yeah, I, I think it's just more of like a practice type, like like basically just reps, like almost like a minor league stint, like just to be called back up. Mm. Like I don't think he's playing in a game or anything or anything like that. But he was suited up uh, on Sunday. Yeah. So uh, 
I yeah, I don't I don't know. It's, it sounds like he's going to be called back immediately. Was the report? So he's just going to go down there yeah. get reps. And I mean, I from the sounds of it, sounds like he'll be active, possibly by tomorrow if he plays. Yeah. It's up to Vogel, but I again, that's why I'm so interested in who whose spot does he take or does he not play? Right. So he could be cleared to play tomorrow against the Rockets. And finally, uh, no update. Uh, update on Kendrick Nunn is that. Uh, same timetable, two to three weeks, not returned to clear to the court yet for him. So j- just to jump in on that, so say THT and Ellington are back by mid-November and none isn't mm-hmm. back yet. Um, where are they in the rotation? Whose minutes do they take? Uh, I'm assuming Austin Reeves. <sighs> I'm not, are, are you comfortable with that? I mean... I don't mind like seeing it, like what happens. Sure. Oh yeah, you know? they're like, definitely I... gonna test it. It's gonna happen. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, whose would you take? It uh like THC's gotta play. Um like it I, I think I'd give him monks minutes um for the time being. And then Have you not you don't think that's Monk shown enough? He has, but that that was the issue coming into the year. We said someone's not gonna play. What if they just go small and just don't play Jordan or that's fine. With, that's fine with me. If they do, if they do what we did, they did yesterday. What about Bradley? Yeah. Are we for sure? Like I know he started. You talk, you talk, he's a starter. I now. know, but like he also had like a <laughs> DNP like just a game ago. Like that's the crazy yeah. thing about this team. Like you go from DNP to playing thirty minutes to not playing at all. So it, yeah, you said something interesting earlier that Vogel doesn't like to be like a baseball manager and go by individual matchups. Yeah, you're gonna do that though. I think it's whoever's hot, honestly. Like, if Ellington comes gonna, in and makes a couple threes, he's probably going to play the rest of the game. If Ellington comes in and goes 0 for 4, he may never see the court again. Because <laughs> his defense also isn't good. So it's like they have guys what I'm saying. who are specialists, but if their defense are, is it good, Vogel's going to, like, sit them. So Unless unless Melo's lighting it up, I'm sure his minutes are going to drop. I'm sure so are, so are Reeves. Like, like as 25? A yeah. Like I don't think, like you said, I don't think they want Melo playing twenty five. Maybe they, Russ. Ru, maybe I mean, Russ and LeBron. Like, aren't they averaging a crap ton of minutes right now? Yeah, but like they're they're gonna play a lot of minutes naturally. Like, it's that that's the whole point. Like the thing, like we talked about before the year started. Like Vogel's got a lot of options now, but mm-hmm. like at the same time, that's obviously a good thing, but also kind of an but issue. And are, you have to make sure guys understand you're not gonna play every night. Like Rondo, yeah, like right he options? was playing so many minutes early on. Now he just might not be in the rotation at all. Which I think everybody would That's be fine, fine with. I'm fine with him, DJ, kind of like taking a back seat here. I just don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like clamoring for Ellington to like come in and get 25 minutes. THC, I want to see it because I mean, you paid him. You chose him over Caruso, so you better play him. No, THC's got to play. Good. Yeah, THC's got to play. Not only does he got to play, he better be good. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, he's no, got to yeah, be good. Yeah, he has to. He, he's, not, he's no longer considered just like a bright surprise. Like, oh, he's, no. he's cool. He's a rookie. He's a young guy. Yeah. No, he's no, he's his, role player. His Cinderella story is over. Like, you have now got to go out and earn your money. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to go earn why they chose you. Because they let another guy go who's playing pretty well in Chicago. Not like, you know, all-star level. Oh, but he's playing very well, yeah. Yeah, he's playing very well. So, uh, THT has definitely got to step it up for sure. And I don't know what step it up means, but he's got to play well. 
Uh, all right, Alex, that is uh, what is happening with the Lakers. Uh, they also unveiled, unveiled their City mm-hmm. Edition jerseys. Um, thumbs up or thumbs down out of you? I know it's a cop-out, but like maybe like in the middle? Like, I'll just say it. What do you think? Thumbs down. Yeah, you're down. Is it the color or what? what is it? It's on the color. Yeah, that's what I, I was going to You know what, dude? You know what, dude? I understand that it's a clean look. I just... I got no affinity for the baby blue in the Lakers. Okay. None. It's not even baby. It's like almost like Charlotte Hornets, like teal midnight blue. Like it's a weird looking like color for a Lakers jersey. It's a cool jersey. I'm saying like the, the purple itself. Yeah. I, I'm whatever, you know, I would prefer the city edition Jersey to be a color that you don't normally wear. Um, but like the baby blue and white, I just have never been like a big fan of it. You know, I, I think that I don't know if Laker fans are like, dude, you remember when we were in Minneapolis? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not really like a thing for me. I think the details are cool. Obviously, they did like they they un- they unveiled like all the details, mm-hmm. like the mini. They went all eras, right? The 50s. Yeah, era. that was cool. Yeah. 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 The details is cool. I just I don't know. I just wish they just wore the, the black Mamba ones every mm-hmm. single year. Yeah, those are cool. That's that's probably why. But uh, I feel you in the middle. Like, I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate I really it. I see don't. a lot of people are really down on it. Um, maybe I just don't care enough to like have a strong that opinion too. on it either way. But that too, like for me, when they unveiled years ago, like in when I think when I was in high school, when they unveiled the white jerseys on Sundays at home, I was like, "That's all you need. You're good. <laughs> you got the you got the yellow, you got the gold at home, the purple on the road, and the white home ones on Sunday. That's all you need." But then the NBA did all this. Other I was gonna say, you, we don't even get that anymore. <laughs> like, you, yeah, we don't even, they yeah, wear I don't purple even know when on, they're wearing home what? games now. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. So, uh, Alex, there is going to be uh, four games. Okay. From now until when we are next on, I don't know if we're doing post game Monday or if we're we'll here on Tuesday next week. You never really know with us, but they do play a pretty soft schedule i would say um they got the rockets tuesday the thunder on thursday i would bet my house that they smashed they, the yeah that that's a really uh kind of telling game to see how how they uh how they yeah. feel after what happened last game yeah like that's at home against the thunder after what happened yeah you I, yeah Lakers if they lose that game that, I, that yeah that's gonna be an issue yeah trade everybody if they lose that game uh at saturday they're in portland always tricky going to (laughs) portland you never know and then monday the surprise uh charlotte hornets are pretty good this year they are five and two at the moment and that is where they finish until we're on again so three at home one on the road what do you got okay uh i say they go three uh three and one i I, that portland yeah that portland game in, in portland is always scary to me what do you think? There's no back-to-backs this time, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go... I Didn't I demand them to win every game? And they, and they, they would have if they just... They were, they were yeah. on their way if they didn't blow it against OKC, but yeah. I I don't demand that they win every game. I'm going to say they go 4-0. Oh, okay. Ha- I, I think it's... If they if they do trip up, it better be against Portland. Yeah, I, I I worry about Portland. I also worry about Hornets. Like you said, they are they are a surprise team. They're also a very fast team, and that kind of mm-hmm. scares me for like an older group like the Lakers. So, um, but yeah, at at Portland is just nightmares for me. So, but they they got to win these uh, next two against the Rockets and Thunder. Yeah. 
yeah, the schedule is soft right now, the next two. So go take advantage and get her done. Alex, uh, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. And I saw that you wrote something last week. Are you writing something this week at silverscreenroll.com? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch. the. I'm going to see what comes out of the game tomorrow and then probably write something for um, Thursday. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Catch that on Twitter, or you can go to silverscreenroll.com for all of your Laker news and every single thing that you need to read. It's going to be right there. Subscribe to this podcast network, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, anywhere there's audio podcasts. We are there, Silver Screen and Roll. I even think I, I read that we are on um, Facebook Podcast now. So if you still mm-hmm. use Facebook or Meta, whatever it's called now, I don't really know. Uh, is it still called Facebook? I, I don't like, Facebook.com still uh, a thing? I have a confession. I've never even had a Facebook account, so I have no idea. Oh, Oh, you have a Facebook account. I do not have a Facebook. I've never had a Facebook account, ever. No. Everyone has a Facebook account. We just don't know it. Uh, you just scared me. Is there, are there people oh, out yeah. there making accounts with, like... Yeah, his name's Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, okay. He's got I've heard about him, guy. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're there now, too. Uh, go ahead and check us out anywhere you want. Alex, this has always been fun. Uh, Lakers, tomorrow night against the Rockets. Mm -hmm. That is the next game, and we will see what happens. We'll talk to you then, man. All right. Thank you, man.